Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it is Friday after the main show, which usually means one thing, but it means the other today. We're talking fantasy football. What's going on, Rich? Yeah, we're talking fantasy football. As I mentioned earlier in the week, I was expecting some curveballs, got pitched with a fastball, and we missed our usual Wednesday slot. So doesn't mean we're going to skip it, kind of like the NFL. We got to adjust to move on and reschedule, and that's what we did. That's right. What's going on, Panther? Oh, you know, I love these live shows. If you guys are listening to us live, thanks for joining. But uh, you'll see, you'll, you'll be able to hear how much um, editing and masterful behind-the-scenes stuff Arch does and won't be able to do on this one since we're live. So hopefully Rosie Robot stays outside and uh, I have a clear signal the rest of the day. Ah, it's going to be fine. It'll be, mm-hmm. We'll roll with the punches, just like Rich said, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And of course, being live, if you have any questions, you can use the uh, the opportunity to ask us something on the spot. Yep, we got a chat box, so we're all, we're live Facebook, we're live YouTube. I guess we should mention that. You know, we always pimp the app, but we are on Facebook, we are on YouTube. If you want to see it live, you know, make sure you're following you know the YouTube channel or the Facebook channel. I'm sure there's links somewhere. I don't know. We'll figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get to it. Rich, I did not quite hit the money last week. How about you? I did hit the money last week. Oh. So I finished in the money and uh, had a good week. You know, last week we talked about um, the Carolina Panthers and Davis had a good game and so did Teddy Bridgewater and so did Roby Anderson. So it was a a good week for me. I cashed and I think I doubled my money. So (laughs) that's always a good way to go. Panther, how'd you come out last week in your fantasy? Uh, I, I missed the money and I won my head to head. I do some of the head to heads on the DraftKings, Yeah. And so I'm, uh, I'm like four and one, I think in my head to head. So I'm doing, I'm doing well there, but just missed the money in the other pool that I was in. Duh. Yeah. I, uh, I had to stretch my dollars a little bit on tight end and it, it ended up biting me in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's get to it. Week six, Richard, who do we like? Well, you know, ordinarily, I would start the show with stacking and looking for value. This week, I'm going to take a little bit more of a Panther approach because, you know, ordinarily, when you put the rankings together, it's quarterback, 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 all the way down through the list. And this week, uh, Derrick Henry pops up in there as a running back that could score quarterback-like points this week. So I know they're coming off kind of a short week. They've had some time off, but... I think he's going to catch a spot where he can put up a lot of running yards. And I have him uh, as the third highest scorer, only behind Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers. So I'm starting my team this week, Panther style, with Derrick Henry. Nice, nice. Man, you know, Panther, I think on a short week, sometimes that benefits the run game, doesn't it? It can, but a guy like Derrick Henry, who just gets absolutely overused sometimes, um, you, you know, he didn't, I don't think he really did last week because Tannehill was just on point. 
the whole game. So, um, you know, Rich is probably right about um, Henry. There's some value at running back, and I'm sure we're going to talk about those guys. I don't hate the Henry pick, and I think if I, this week I'm going to be starting with some value plays. I think there's a lot of value at multiple positions, and I'm going to focus on one particular game. And, and positive. Rich and I don't do any – we don't do any conversing uh, about this stuff pre-show, so we just kind of go on the whim. But I got to believe, Rich, you're getting some players out of that Falcons and Vikings game, right? Oh, they're all over the place for sure. The um, the number one scorer that I have this week is his quarterback, of course, is Matt Ryan. And then the top wide receiver that I have uh, in my projected points is Calvin Ridley. And it's probably his numbers probably go even better if Julio Jones, who's not practicing again, always a wonderful fantasy draft choice, um, Mr. Julio Jones, because he doesn't play a lot. But yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of um, Vikings and falcons in my lineup this week it's one of the highest uh, point totals you know the total over under on the board um only behind green bay tampa bay mm-hmm. yeah all right so panther who are you picking out of that well you know like i said I'm, there's a lot of value in um a lot of these positions but the guy that i think you have to start with is alexander madison who's going to fill in for dalvin cook um, he's going to be the, and you saw it in last week's game. He had 23 carries and over 100 yards when Dalvin Cook left the game. Uh, so I, I like Madison as an extreme value play from the running back position. What do you think, Rich? I think he's a good value play, but the the folks at DraftKings seem to be onto it because he's only $800 cheaper than Dalvin Cook. Oh, so they adjusted the price, and a lot of times they don't do that. They'll let the like an Alexander Madison kind of price out where he normally would be. I think where you can get value in that game is in the wide receiver spot at Justin Jefferson. He's only six thousand dollars, which is below like um, you know below some of the top tier guys, and I have him as one of the top scorers. So I kind of like the wide receivers a little bit in that game too. And if you're ever gonna be courageous enough, well, they're not playing on Monday night, but so if you wanted to take Kirk Cousins, this would be the week I would think about doing it. Ooh. Yeah. Two of, two of my higher-rated quarterbacks. We already talked about Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins as well. Um, that That's going to be a shootout. I mean, I can see both these teams getting into the mid to high 30s. Um, neither one play defense. Both offenses are perfectly capable. Not to mention uh, the Falcons were breaking in a new coach, so you always get that coaching tick, right, Arch? Yeah, yeah you get it for a while. We'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> And the Falcons aren't practicing, right? They're they're uh-huh. they're going to just reopen their facilities today, so I would expect their defense that has been bad and new coaching coming coming in. The transition's probably not going to be smooth. The line Vegas set by team totals: Minnesota Vikings over or under thirty and a half. That's a that's a nice that's a nice number for you guys there. I uh, love the over, but it's a nice nine. Just they're expecting a lot of points they're coming from the Vikings. A lot of points. Yeah. Right. And I expect we're going to get a lot of points for sure. Well, okay. I would definitely focus on uh, Madison and the wide receivers. Gotcha. Agreed. Definitely agreed. All right. Who else you got? Well, you mentioned the other game of the week that's uh, high up there in terms of totals, and that's Tampa Bay mm-hmm. against um, Green Bay. You can't run 
against the Tampa Bay defense. So Aaron Jones, if he's going to get his stuff, it's probably a little bit of a fade on the running side, Aaron Jones. So that means a lot of it's going to fall on the shoulders of, of Aaron Rodgers. He's getting Devontae Adams back. So you know the coverage is going to kind of rotate a little bit that way. So the guy that might be a value play in that game, because Aaron Rodgers is my second-rated player, is going to be the uh, the wide receiver from uh, Green Bay. Uh, what is his name? Scantling or something like that? Scantling, Valdez Scantling, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he struggled last week where he was kind of the number one guy. He's not going to be the number one guy this week in terms of the defensive game plan. So if you're going to take Aaron Rodgers and stack him with somebody, I mean, Devontae Adams is always a you know a – a good pick, but he's expensive, so I would go with Scantling if you're going to team him up with Aaron Rodgers. You know, the thing about number twos and number threes that get stepped up and thrown into those number one roles is people don't consider you also get the number one cornerback. So that probably was part of Scantling's uh, problem last week. And you're right, with Adams coming back, he shouldn't have to face that problem uh, with Tampa Bay. You know, one of the guys that I've been mentioning the last couple weeks, and if you had him last week, you just made out, I mean, you made bank. Um, and that's Chase Claypool with Pittsburgh. He had three receiving touchdowns and a rushing touchdown to boot, a four-touchdown day for a Pittsburgh wide receiver. And I think uh, Roethlisberger took note of that. He's he's going to be uh, one of the big targets, maybe more so than Smith-Schuster in Pittsburgh. So there's still a lot of value. He's ranked way down there at the wide receiver rankings. I like Chase Claypool a lot. 100% agree with you, Panther. The um, And you said early on we don't talk about this stuff. So if you follow Ben's career at all, you notice that he likes to lock in on one guy, whether it was Antonio Brown after Antonio Brown left. Well, before Antonio Brown, I forget the guy's name because I have CTE and old man's disease. But um, before that, he had the – what was the wide receiver's name that left? The fast guy? I can't remember. But Ben typically has a favorite wide receiver, and that receiver gets a ton of targets. Um, I think you're right. I think Chase Claypool proved that he can come through in the big moment for Big Ben. Big Ben trusts him, and he's going to get all the red zone targets. So not only is he now gone from being touchdown dependent, he's also going to be targeted. So I think you're going to be able to get receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Completely agree. Nice. All right. Yeah, I see that, Rich. I see your I see your sheet of integrity here, which we'll post over on the app. I see it's peppered with a few Pittsburgh players here, wide receiver tight end. Yeah, because I think you're going to see Pittsburgh have uh, – I have them as one of the higher scoring teams again this week too. I have Big Ben ranked as the fourth player behind Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and Derrick Henry. So he's got to throw the ball to somebody. You know, and Eric Ebron had a pretty good year. Um, last year in Indianapolis, came over to Pittsburgh specifically because Big Ben does like his tight end too. <laughs> it bites him in the ass, apparently. Um, but uh, it's going to be a new shirt. <laughs> you, he, the last couple of weeks, the number of targets for Ebron has gone up, and I think you'll see uh, him continue to get into Ben's uh, good graces and, and see some more targets as well. So I think you're going to get some good value with Eric Ebron. The quarter, the uh, tight end, I can't remember his name right now. Let me just uh, sort this stuff by team real quick. But the tight end from Green Bay, uh, the week before, had some really – Robert Tonya, Ton, Tonyan from uh, Green Tanya. Bay. Yeah. yeah. Had a lot of rapport with Aaron Rodgers too. So if you're looking for somebody on value on the tight end side – He's a guy that can do it as well, but you're, you're you're paying a few hundred dollars less for Eric Ebron, and I wouldn't be surprised if their numbers were similar. Okay. Well, 
the other thing to keep in mind, though, with him is Devontae Adams is back, so that might be a few less targets that he'll see. But uh, I agree with you in the sense that Aaron Rodgers probably will throw a lot because Aaron Jones won't be running. Um, real quick, though, on the running backs, we're kind of we're kind of just dancing all over the place. One guy we've kind of talked about hit and miss week to week, but I expect him to have a really big week this week is Jacksonville's James Robinson going against that Detroit Lions defense that's giving up an incredibly pedestrian 170 yards per game on the ground. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again, being brought to you by my bookie, but just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy, insane, maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to twenty-five thousand big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on, the best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. I think Robinson could have a big game this week. He could have a big game and a team. The one thing I don't like about coaching sometimes is when you hear coaches say things like, oh, yeah, we have to remember to, you know, to include so and so in the game script after halftime or something along those lines. And it seems like they forget about him um, throughout the course of the game and just get past happy. And I don't know if that's because they're getting behind in games or, you know, the defense is off the field so fast and they need to feel like they got to catch up. I just feel like they're underutilizing him. And whenever, like I said, I hear a coach say something like that, it kind of tells me that they're not game planning for him to begin with. Well, they do. They do game plan him in the first half. I keep track. He's on my fantasy team, so I do keep track of his usage. And the first half usage is there, but like you mentioned, Jacksonville is usually trailing in the second half, and that typically fades out the uh, running game. And Gardner Minshew just seems to have to throw the ball quite a bit, and it's down the field, not so much to the running back. Yeah, he doesn't seem to throw to the running back like uh, you know, like a Brady does, <laughs> or an Aaron Rodgers even. All right. Who else? Uh, I see. I see one New England player here, Rich, against Denver. Is that right? Is that a misprint? Is that not? What do you, what do you mean, one New England player? I'm looking at your that? sheet of integrity. Oh, like one player that you would take, Cam Newton. Yeah, should we take him? Yeah, I think Cam. Is, you know, I think he. You know, he. We, we saw last week with the Tennessee Titans that COVID really isn't a. Uh, it doesn't really limit a, a player's ability to perform. Uh, half the Tennessee team was, uh, you know, on break. So Cam Newton should come back. I expect you're going to see them continue to run the ball with Cam Newton. Uh, and now with Damian Harris in the backfield, the defense can't just focus on Cam because Damian Harris looks like he could be the real deal of running back in yeah. the NFL. Uh, and if you got a one-two punch like that, I would expect Cam to be able to play action pass get some good dump-off passes to the likes of um, Julian Edelman. 
and uh, and Harris to have a decent game as well. So yeah, I would definitely think about Cam Newton because I expect him to probably run for 50, 60 yards and you know throw for a couple touchdowns maybe too. So if you're budgeting Cam, he's not bad. What sixty five hundred? That's not that's not bad, is it? Or should we just go with somebody like Tom Brady? Or maybe well, even Matt Ryan at sixty six hundred. I just think I, you're I gonna think- get a lot more points from Matt Ryan. Okay. Panther? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of Cam Newton, but not this week. No. Just just because the, the it just makes more sense to take Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins. They're playing completely horrible defenses. Um, they the offensive output is there, and so yeah, I I like Cam Newton, just not so much this week because you can get a Matt Ryan or a Kirk Cousins for about the same money. Yeah, it, lo- mm-hmm. it looks like that. Yeah, just want to make sure. Uh, the one thing we don't ever talk about, and I think we should probably talk about, maybe is defense this time. You like the Dolphins against the Jets, huh? Yeah, Which, I like the Dolphins against you. Could, you have you have to like everybody against the Jets, don't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the Dolphins, believe it or not, I think have like the tenth rated defense in the league. Mm. So it's not a bad defense. Um, they're getting healthier because guys like Byron Jones, the people that they signed in free agency, are, are starting to get into the lineup. I think this will be a second week back, so he'll help on the back end. So and. You're going to have Joe Flacco starting again. You have I – mean, think about what they're running out there. You have Joe Frank Flacco, <laughs> who's about as old as I am probably. Frank Gore, who might be older than I am in the backfield. Jamison Crowder, I don't can't remember when and if he was relevant in terms of wide receiver. So I just – I just where are the points going to come from? Uh, they're not. I, am, I imagine DraftKings has probably adjusted in Miami as one of the upper tier – um, defenses just because of that that matchup. No, I picked them up in my fantasy. I really twenty nine hundred bucks for the Dolphins defense. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably just jump on DraftKings and and start there. Just grab the <laughs> Dolphins because you're not going to get any better value anywhere else. Yeah, it was surprising to me um, how low they are. They're you know, kind of mid mid range here against uh, the Jets. Yeah, and like wow. I said, they're a pretty decent defense. I mean, look what they did last week to uh, San Francisco. I mean, I know it's Garoppolo, but Flacco, Garoppolo, they both end in O. <laughs> they can't be much different. Yeah, that's the only O they're going to see. Uh-huh. Pro- you're probably right about that. Oh, boy. But yeah, uh, Chicago Chicago, and Carolina, a little too overpriced, even though that's probably the lowest total on the board. Mm-hmm. Fading players all across that, that matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater was high on my list, and we got some compliments for being on the Carolina train last week. We appreciate that, but I expect that that's going to be a defensive game. And if I were going to take offensive players in that game, I mean, Mike Davis is probably the one guy I would feel comfortable with because he's going to get carries. He's going to get catches. Outside of that, Allen Robinson probably from um, the Bears is the only guy I would trust. Even though you can run on Carolina, I'm not sure the Bears can run if they were playing against seven guys. So – I would have, you know, David Montgomery, I've tried too many times when the matchups are right for him just to watch him get 10 carries, 30 yards, and fall short at the goal line twice. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Um, yeah, Panther, what about you? Uh, well, yeah, I, I agree with them in fading that game because yeah. it's just, there's not going to be a lot of points scored there. But uh, I'll tell you, when I fill out my DFS this week, you're going to have to look at it because Vikings nobody's going to know. And Falcons. That's the game to circle, Vikings and Falcons. 
Yeah, it's Vikings and Falcons. I mean, it's just a lot, a lot of points going to be scored in that game. So I'll be all over that game and the players that are involved. All right. Well, we always wrap up with saying which players should we avoid? Is there, I mean, Rich already kind of alluded to avoid the Chicago Carolina game at all costs. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else we should avoid, Rich? I would avoid Carson Wentz at all costs. <laughs> I would, obviously, I would also, uh, you know, if, if you're going to go this week, I think Washington's defense could be a decent play too against the Giants. But I would certainly avoid any of Washington's offensive players. Um, Kyle Allen, yeah. The one player that might do well there, and I think I have him on my team actually, is uh, McLaren. I, I wouldn't expect that he could get some points there. Aaron Jones, great football player, unquestionably one of the best running backs in the NFL right now. He's just going to have a tough time eking out any kind of run yard. So everything, I think most of the stuff you're going to get from him is going to have to come from the air. So I'd probably kind of look to elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Melvin Gordon coming off the DUI. Eh, I don't know what's going to happen there. But one guy I would think about maybe is a uh, – it's not really that expensive, but Kareem Hunt could have a pretty good game too. So I would I would maybe think about Kareem Hunt as a uh, value play. All right. Panther, what about you? Is there a, just a player, a game, team you just want to avoid this week? Well, that, yeah, he touched on it. Melvin Gordon, there's several factors there. The DUI – um, Philip Lindsay's back and he'll be, he'll get some touches and then that new England defense. So I'd probably stay far, far away from Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. Um, and then look after Le'Veon Bell's not playing this week for the chiefs. He has to sit out five days, the whole COVID thing, but, uh, so I'm starting to wonder if, if Andy Reed trust, uh, Kansas City running backs have not even scored a rushing touchdown at all this year. So <laughs> I probably would play uh, fade Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just because of the lack of value. Mm-hmm. The one thing about him, though, is he, he's going to be motivated to show what he's got. So <laughs> I think if you're going to get a good game from him, it might be this week. But I think starting next week, you know, it's probably 50-50 timeshare as, as Le'Veon learns the offense. But by the end of the year, it's a one-year deal with Le'Veon Bell – they have absolutely no commitment to him whatsoever at all. And if he shows anything, and they're going to put as much mileage on him as they can. Oh, they should, yeah. But there's always the danger. Andy Reid can forget a running back so easily, forget he exists. So I would be worried about that. I would always be worried about trusting Andy Reid and a running back. But the one thing he's going to be able to bring that I think um, Hilaire has kind of struggled a little bit with is they're going to be able to run guys down the field and because of that, you're going to see those little swing passes, I think, that haven't yes. really been a great part of the Kansas City offense now become a part of their offense, which is going to – when you take guys like Hardman and you take guys like Tyree Kill and you sprint them down the field, you know, those, those secondary guys got to respect the fact that, that, that Mahomes can throw the ball that far and the guys can run that far. Mm-hmm. That's going to create some big gaps between the safeties and the linebackers. And if you can hit a guy like Le'Veon Bell right behind the linebackers, but in front of the secondary, which is 20 yards behind, he, he could get, I think, be extremely effective in the passing game. No, no, I agree. If, if it all works like that, then yeah, absolutely. For sure. All right. One area this week, just from a positional yeah. standpoint, because you don't have like the Travis Kelsey or the Kittle playing on uh, – uh, on uh, you know the the main Sunday card, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I think tight end is an area where you don't have to spend a lot of money this week because there's not that one standout. 
So don't be afraid to go cheap there so you can spend somewhere else. They're all kind of bunched up. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm never afraid to spend cheap on the tight end, Rich, and, you know, it, it doesn't always go well for me. <laughs> uh, I, sometimes a doctor Waller visit comes afterwards. Week, so. So, I'm sorry, what? I said sometimes a doctor visit comes That's afterwards. Not- Panther? I usually start with Waller, but since he's got a bye week, mm. um, it'll be. I don't know where I'm going with the tight end yet. So, um, Waller's been my go-to guy just because of the sheer targets. Um, so, yeah, it's it's probably going to be just a hope and a prayer. Just pick somebody on the cheap and hope they do something. Evan Ingram, probably. Yeah, uh, I think Rich, you took Eric Ebron. Mm-hmm. I'll probably stay off Mo Ali Cox this 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 week. I'll probably stay off him. Same. Probably should. <laughs> All right, Rich, uh, give us your, you know, I, I, I guess that's it, right? I mean, is, is there anything else to touch on? No, that's pretty much it. Okay. You know, our, we post our rankings on on uh, Absolute Degeneracy, so make sure you head over there and take a look at that. And then I put my sheet of integrity on there. And, of course, if you have any questions, you know, feel free to post them on the site. And we'll respond to you. Yep. You can look at our rankings, of course, and you know, probably you'll, you'll find your answer there as well. All right. Panther. Kill it. Uh, I'm in a bad area, so I'm going to kill it quick. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.